In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Down here, we're in Eagle Pass. We were just in Yuma, showed you the condoms and the, the panties that were left there, the used condoms. And right here, more evidence of it. We've got condoms and birth control. Parents are sending their children with birth control because they know they're gonna be raped along the way. That is Joe Biden's Open Borders America for you. More evidence. And over here, more condoms, more birth control. Human smuggling, modern day slavery, brought to you by the Open Borders Left. You wanna see what Open Borders looks like? This is it, Joe Biden. This is what you're doing. Radical environmentalists, radical leftists, this is what you're doing to our border. Everywhere along the border, tens of thousands of trails like this, right up from the river. They're dumping all of their garbage because they know they're getting new stuff from you, the American people. This is Joe Biden's America right there. And it's only getting worse every single day. We got the lookouts from the Mexico side heading back over. Taking the rafts. 
and reporting back to the cartels. And all while this is happening, got music on the other side, cartels partying. Every single person they're sending across is money in their pocket and money out of yours. This is Biden's America right here. Cuba? Venezuela. Cuba? More over there, guys. Down here, we're in Eagle Pass. We're just in Yuma. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. What about the uh, what about the environment? I thought the uh, I thought the left cared so gravely about the environment and the and and, and the and the problems that uh, that are being caused to our climate because of uh, because of abuse of, of the environment. What about that, folks? Let me just tell you something. Watching Ben do what Ben has done over the last two years, watching uh, and seeing the amount of, uh, uh, of evil that he has exposed has allowed me to come to the conclusion that the theft of the election in order to achieve everything that they've done since, the invasion of our country through our southern border, the complete takeover of our uh, private sector with business by, by, by the executive branch being able to tell them when to do business, how to do business, who can be there, the complete takeover of our public school system, the complete shift of power and wealth from the middle class all the way, basically everything to, uh, to the ruling elite. This, the theft of the election led to all of this. This is not only the greatest crime in the United States history, but it is the greatest series of crimes at literally the highest level of our government. Using our government agencies that we pay for with our tax dollars in order to enforce their tyrannical rule. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. Uh, Democrats and Republicans both need to swing for this. Democrats and Republicans both need to swing from the gallows for what they've perpetrated on the United States of America and the patriotic people who live here from sea to shining sea. You're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am. You're ever so humbled, God-fearing, God-loving, truth-telling host of the show, the hip-hop patriot Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing to be here with each and every one of you. Treason is the word for what we've seen from the theft of the election through everything else that's been implemented and pushed for using our federal agencies to intimidate and make us powerless, broke, and weak. And now they're coming to take every single bit of your guns. Every bit. They don't care about the people that have died. They don't care about the people that have been mowed over. They don't care about the, uh, they don't care about the, uh, the, uh, the safety of the, of the people in this country because if that was the case, then we wouldn't be making spectacles out of what happened in Highland Park, Illinois, without at least focusing on the, the, the thousands, tens of thousands of murders that happened in the city of Chicago, just a hop, skip, and a jump from Highland Park, Illinois, 
every single day, every single week, every single month of every single year. As long as Democrats rule, there is treason that they should be tried for, and Republicans as well. It is time for the American patriot to rise up and rid their government of these treasonous scumbags once and for all. Thank you to Ben Berkwam. Because without Ben, you and I would not know what's going on, period. Without Ben, the world would not know that there is an invasion of our southern border. Without Ben, we may not have even seen a declaration of an invasion yesterday for the first time in our country's history outside of Congress. Without Ben Berkwam and Real America's Voice News and people who are willing to put their lives on the line, we would not know about the southern invasion, at least on the scale that we know about it. So God bless Ben Berkwam. God is using Ben in ways that, uh, that none thought was possible and keeping him safe too. That's the crazy thing. Keeping Ben and his family completely safe through all of it. The FBI knew all of this stuff that was going on. They know about the shooters. They know about the southern in, uh, 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 in, invasion of our border. And so, is the, so does the DOJ. But nobody cares because it's not a problem in their eyes. It is a strategy. It's not even a little problem. Do you notice that? You notice to us how it is a major problem to the point where we're getting judges, representatives, and, uh, and, and, and attorneys, and, and, and sheriffs to declare an invasion. It is that big of a problem. But to them, it's not even a little bit of a problem. Not even a little. It's not even a small problem. Now, you would think that at the very least, it would be somewhat of a small problem if we're declaring an invasion. But to them, it's not even a small problem because it is strategy. You have to know that by now. You have to know that the people that could stop this that won't, it is strategy. And I'm talking to you, Governor Greg Abbott. Stop pretending. Stop, se- stop sending uh, uh, resources and money here and there just so somebody can say, well, we thank Governor Abbott. We thank Governor Abbott. And Doug Ducey, I'm talking to you too. Stop pretending to care by doing a little bit. Do more. Be better. Don't be sorry. Be better. That's what my high school coach used to tell me, my football coach. Don't be sorry. Be better. And that's exactly what we need to be. Be better. Yesterday's historic declaration, folks, is not to be taken lightly. Lightly, excuse me, I can tell you that. And if it is taken lightly by Governor Greg Abbott, if it is taken lightly by Governor Ducey, if it is taken lightly by anybody else, just know that after states declare this kind of emergency, the next thing that happens is taking up arms and coming and ridding this government of what, uh, of, and putting it back to the way it should be. I want to thank Rosa Catalano so very much for her support to our, uh, to our cause. And yesterday we had another big $500 donation to Life from America, and I want to thank you for that. This is a very important cause that we have going here, and uh, we need to keep it going. We need to keep it going. Rosa, we love you. God bless you. Thank you. I'd like to go to the Lord right now in prayer, folks. I titled this morning's uh, newsletter, We Are Here to Serve Others Just Like Jesus. Ben is serving this country right now at the cost of his life, at the cost of his daughter's lives and his wife's life. Not at the cost of their cat's life because the last time I stayed at Ben's house, I accidentally left the door open and the cat got out and ran away and they've never seen it again. I'm a murderer. I feel so bad. But definitely at the risk of his family's life. Ben's out there serving. Ben, I'd like to publicly apologize for letting your family cat out, never to be seen again. I feel so terrible about that. Let's get to the verse of the day, folks. First of all, I'd like to read the beginning part. I said, this week you will meet 
Uh, two now. I, I said one, but it's now two. This week you will meet two of the new show hosts here on Live from America TV, LFA TV, as we get closer to September. And I'm so very happy that it's actually moving forward. God weighed this on my heart two years ago, and I just let it happen on his timing. And what we are creating here in this LFA family is absolutely amazing. Now, one of the, go- one of the show hosts, is, uh, his, he goes by the name of Mike Crispy. That's his name. And he used to work for Right Side Broadcasting, so I'm very happy to have him part of the team. He'll fit right in here at LFA TV. And another, uh, another wonderful person, a rising star, goes by the name of Benny Harmony. And uh, she actually works with uh, uh, Representative Paul Gosar right now. And she'll also have a show here on LFA TV. You'll meet both of them this week. And as long as the income stays the same as like we've had it, and as long as God keeps providing, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep, uh, we'll, we, we'll, we'll keep moving forward and we may be able to just pull this off. But just remember, folks, the promo codes at MyPillow.com slash LFA, Brave American, PatriotFoods.com, all the merchandise, all the, all the donations, they help us move this forward. Verse of the day, Matthew 20, 25 through 28, talks about serving others. But Jesus called them together and said, You should know that the rulers in this world lord over it, over their people and officials, flaunt their authority over, the, uh, over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for so many. Now, Jesus described leadership in a whole new perspective. People were not used to this, and it threatened the hold that the world leaders had over their people. Instead of using people, we are to serve them. Jesus' mission was to serve others and to give his life away. A real leader has a servant's heart. Servants, uh, servant leaders appreciate others' worth and realize that they are not above any job. Nobody should order somebody to do something that they themselves would not do. Jesus did something that nobody would do in that day. He suffered and died on the cross so that you wouldn't have to. We see war movies where the leader of a platoon gets everybody out before himself and he ends up dying. Or sports movies where a player gives up a chance at the big play or fame to let someone else bask in the glory that deserves it. We cheer them on and we ask everybody, did you see that movie? Did you see how selfless that person was? Did you see how great that was? Well, Jesus did a lot more. True leadership is to sacrifice everything that you could have for what is right. We know about this here on LFA. So many of us have done this, sacrificing something for ourselves for the greater good. To serve others isn't only a sign of great leadership, but it's also a blessing to do. Jesus didn't sacrifice anything when he washed the feet of regular everyday people and sinners. It was an honor for him to do this because it was of his perspective that he had. That is how we should look at life and every situation that we find ourselves in. Thank you, Jesus, for setting this example for so many people that they will ignore. In your amazing and holy name, we pray. Amen. We are here to serve, folks. We are here to serve, not to be served. Remember that. 
And if you can do that every day, if you can give up and sacrifice for the greater good of others, God will work in mysterious ways and he will shine his light on you in ways you never thought possible. And it's a great thing. Please remove your hats and let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to thank very much the donors this morning. You guys are incredible people. And it's because of you that LFA TV will ever even be a thing. So thank you all very much for your, uh, for your, for your sacrifices. I appreciate it. Let's get to the first and foremost section of the day. Please lift your cups up. Share the video. Let's get 5,000 people on Rumble, and let's get 4,000 people on Getter. Let's spread the gospel. Let's spread the truth, and let's start live from America. Here we go. The illegitimate, I love to say that word, lawless, and after yesterday legally declared treasonous the way I look at it, Biden regime is literally suing the state of Arizona, uh, the state of Arizona to block a law that requires voters to prove U.S. citizenship to vote. The very lawsuit shows treason. The very nature of the lawsuit shows their strategy is to flood the United States with illegal aliens to vote in place of real people that live here, real citizens that live here, that have the right given to them by God enshrined in the Constitution to elect their leaders The government that is in charge right now, the Biden regime, the DOJ, the FBI, the Congress, and the the illegitimate Senate, folks, they are doing everything they can to steal another election. And they know they're not going to be able to do it the way they did before, but they knew if they stole the election before and got in, that they'd have more opportunities, more resources, and more pathways to steal elections. And this is one of the big ones right here, folks, and the very nature of the lawsuit by the illegitimate DOJ and the little tiny garden gnome ankle-biting loser that heads that department up, Merrick Garden, shows their strategy. Arizona Republicans passed HB 2492, introduced by State Rep Jake Hoffman, which requires the voters to show show and prove U.S. citizenship to register to vote in any election, state or federal. This law applies to federal-only voters who are not required to show proof of citizenship when registering to vote. The bill was signed into law by Governor Ducey back in March, probably the only good thing that man has ever done. Now, in its lawsuit, the Department of Justice argues that Arizona's House Bill 2492, which takes effect in January, a little too late if you ask me, is a textbook violation of the National Voter Registration Act, or NVRA, which dates back to 1993. I don't care what piece of crap you want to label and, 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 call, and dress up uh, as, with a, as, as a pig in lipstick and call it whatever you want to call it. Illegal aliens voting in the United States of America is against the law. 
I don't give a crap what National Rota Voter Registration Act uh, you're referring to. It's illegitimate. Anything that goes against the Constitution of the United States is illegitimate at face value, period. These people are out of their minds. But I get, again, like I said, it shows it shows the strategy of the left, uh, which is this, this border invasion, which is to destroy our country from within. The, DA, the DOJ also argues that the Arizona law violates terms of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. How stupid do these people think we are? The DOJ also argues that HB 2492 also runs afoul of a 2013 Supreme Court ruling stemming from another Arizona lawsuit, which dictated that the state officials could not impose proof of citizenship requirements on those who register to vote using the federal form. Federal law prohibits non-citizens from voting in federal elections, numbnuts. This bill is lawful. This bill is necessary. And this bill is needed to secure our elections, period. And I can't wait until this goes to the Supreme Court because they're about to be delivered another blow by this conservative Supreme Court. And I can't wait for that to happen. Now, Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake tweeted the story saying, the depart- uh, saying, well, I can't really, F and F, the letter F, and then she put in parentheses, and I cannot stress this enough, B. I think you know what that means. F, B, but in the, in the middle she says, and I cannot stre- uh, stress this enough, I think that means uh, she's referring to, a, uh, to Joe Biden. Now, Charlie Kirk pointed out the blatant scam. Democrats want to block this law requiring proof of U.S. citizenship to vote in federal elections while they allow millions of illegal immigrants to float through America's wide southern border. And that's exactly the entire scheme of it all. You didn't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. And that is why they, I said, the nature of the lawsuit alone lets you know that they are allowing this invasion to happen, which is by definition, I mean, if we're going by textbook definition here, is treason. And the, defi- and the, and the punishment for treason is death, which is why I said in the beginning of this show that whether you've got an R in front of your name or a D in front of your name, if you are involved in any way in this invasion and allowing it to happen and not stopping it, then you should be swinging from the gallows. Not orange jumpsuits, not Gitmo, straight death. And I am giving it to you straight, legally, by the words of the Constitution of the United States of America. The punishment for treason is death. Period. And this is treason. You don't have much, you don't have to do much more of what I, outside of what I just said to prove it. Big shout out to Ben Berkwam again, because all of his footage will be used to try, convict, and put to death Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Merrick Garland, and Mayorkas. Every one of them are guilty of treason and need to be put to death by a court of law. There's no other way around it. I am not advocating for the death of elected officials outside of the parameters of what the Constitution says that we should do to people who commit treason and in the invasion of the southern border and the lawsuit to stop it shows their entire plan.
period. Let's go, Brandon. Moving on. Republicans are, re- are um, requiring information from the Joe Biden administration as to why Merrick Gardenome Garland's DOJ is firing Trump immigration judges at the same exact time that they are facilitating an invasion of our nation. Kind of all goes hand in hand, though, doesn't it? But it's happening, folks, behind closed doors and no mainstream media outlets talking about it because I think regular independents would ask, why is this happening? But the Biden administration is packing the nation's immigration courts with far-left activists, and they are firing Trump judges at the same time. The Biden administration has been quietly packing the nation's immigration courts, ousting Trump-appointed judges, and installing people deemed to be more friendly to the illegal immigration and the invasion whose cases they hear in what one Justice Department official called an unprecedented injection of politics into the court of law. At least six judges hired during the Trump years have been fired, including two this month in Arlington, Virginia alone. They are part of a massive upheaval in the Executive Office of Immigration Review, which has seen four of its top uh, officials pushed out of their jobs, including the director, who for the first time in the agency's history was removed involuntarily. Quote, it's an attempt to weaponize the courts along ideological lines, said Matthew J. O'Brien, one of the two judges ousted from the Arlington, Virginia courts. It's court packing on steroids, he said. It's court packing by deletion and then, uh, and then by addition because they're getting rid of judges and they're replacing them with people who meet their ideological framework, end quote. Biden and Attorney General Garland's actions led to a dozen DOJ representatives sending a letter to Garland. A dozen Republican members of Congress sent a letter to Merrick Garland Tuesday demanding to know why Trump-appointed judges are being dismissed from their posts, according to a copy of the letter obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Quote, your department is unfairly terminating Trump-appointed immigration judges amid a historic border crisis and rapidly growing immigration case backlogs, according to the letter led by Republican Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Nearly a half a dozen Trump-appointed judges have been dismissed from the courts, according to the Washington Times. Your department claims that decisions related to career civil service employees, including immigration judges, are based solely on performance and that the administration administration they were hired by plays no role in decision-making. But it appears to us that your department's motives are nefarious and we demand answers now. Judge Matthew O'Brien was on Fox News where he discussed this situation. And I believe, I believe I have a video of this. Uh, let's, let's pull that up. I'd like to see, I haven't actually seen this video, but uh, I want to play his words uh, for you and not just read them. Let's, let's go ahead and play that from Fox News now. We got that? Now, the Washington Times is reporting that DOJ has axed at least a half dozen judges hired during the Trump years, including two this month in Arlington, Virginia, and installing judges deemed to be friendlier to the immigrants whose cases they hear. One of those ousted judges, Matthew O'Brien, joins me now. Um, Mr. O'Brien, you described this 
as a weaponization of the immigration courts. Explain. Well, that's exactly what it is. The immigration courts are supposed to give people who are seeking to remain in the United States or have violated the immigration law a fair review of any claims that they have made. And the Biden administration is trying to turn the immigration court into essentially a free candy store so that anyone who appears in front of the immigration court winds up getting some kind of benefit or being allowed to stay in the United States. And that's not what the courts were designed to do. And the backlog that exists now with this massive crush of humanity. I know you just saw the report uh, at the border, Yuma, uh, Del Rio sector, all throughout Texas. What is this going to do to the immigration courts now? Well, the Biden administration is in the process of ordering ICE to dismiss all of the cases that are currently before it. So they seem to be uh, taking a creative approach to reducing the backlog by simply not pursuing the cases and releasing these people into the interior of the United States. And there you go, bro. That, there you go. That's, that's, that's a judge who was ousted in Virginia telling you exactly what they're doing. Where is our military? Matter of fact, we know where they are. We know where they are. They're being, uh, they're being uh, disciplined for not taking the COVID shot. Where's our militias? That's what I want to know. And I'll ask this every day. Where are the United States militias? Because somebody made a great point here in the comment thread. Our country has been destroyed because we sat around and did nothing. That's the truth. That is the 100% truth. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying all of us as a country. We sat around. We did nothing. And our country was destroyed. And now we have to fight 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year to get it back, and we can get it back. You can't beat God, and God is on our side. We know that. We're getting more wins than they are. And I'll tell you that by the end of the show, what's happening because of it. However, it disgusts me that I even have to report on this kind of crap, and that person who said that is right. They took our country, and we sat around and did nothing, period. That's a, that is a true statement. That is a true statement. We sat around as a country, and we did absolutely nothing. While they took everything. It's time to take it back with a vengeance, I might add. Let's move on. Last week, I played an audio tape for you of Joey Applesauce leaving a voice message for his crackhead son, Hunter Biden, about his business dealings that he said that he never talked to him about ever, saying, I'm pretty sure that you are cleared because of the New York Times story that they did that they did for you now i uh now it took seven days for the mainstream media to get on this it took seven days for the mainstream media to say anything about this it took seven days for fox news to even report on it because we reported on this and played the for the uh the audio for you seven days ago and it's only about 20 seconds long i'll play it again for you just in case you did not uh hear it the last time let's play that audio Hey, Palace Dad, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. So there's the, there's the audio that we played. And like I said, it took seven days for the mainstream media to say a word about it. But thank God, I guess better late than never, at least Peter Ducey 
is uh, can always be counted on because Peter Ducey asked old mean Jean Corrine Pierre why was a voicemail from Joey Applesauce talking about his son's overseas business dealings not talked about by the White House? Why, why have they not addressed this? And, of course, in, uh, in, deflection, faction, in, in deflection fashion, here's mean Jean Corrine giving a very unacceptable answer, I might add. Why is there a voicemail of the president talking to his son about his overseas business dealings if the president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings? Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands. So if, he, if that's what the president said, that, he, that is what stands. And Usually second, secondly, New York Times article but secondly, concerning Hunter secondly, business dealings, and here, he says, I think you're clear. How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I are will. I am not. Voice on the I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not happening. Then that it is not. Peter, I refer you to uh, to his son's representative. Now here's my problem with news reporters, even Peter Ducey. Like I get it. You want to you want to remain professional. You want to continue to keep your job as a White House correspondent. I get that. But don't let her talk anymore. Don't let her do that. Don't let her stop. Make them escort you out. Because not only are they, not only did they steal an election, not only are they trampling on your rights every single day, but now they're saying, we're not answering any of your questions. Did you see Kathy Holchel the other day? When a uh, reporter said, can you please give us the data? on concealed carry permit uh, Americans, uh, how much uh, crime they've committed. And she goes, I don't have to give you that information. What are you talking about? You don't have to have that information. Mean Jean Kareen, what are you talking about? You're not going to discuss that. The hell you're not going to discuss it. We're going to discuss it right now. And I'm not leaving this room and nobody else is asking a question until you answer the question properly. You are the spokeswoman, if you even know what that is, a woman, for the president, and I demand that you answer my question now. You work for me. Dance, puppet. Do what I said. Give me the answer to my question or end the press conference, shut your mouth, and get out of here. You work for us. I don't know why. Why more reporters don't double down like that, especially with people like Nancy Pelosi, the way Nancy Pelosi shuts people up, I'm not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. The hell, we're not going to talk about it. Shut your mouth. Know your role. Answer the question, puppet. You work for me. I don't get it. I'll never understand that weak-minded attitude of reporters. In my entire life, I would never allow somebody to answer a question like that. I don't care what setting it is. I don't care how professional you're supposed to be. If I ask you the question professionally, give me an answer that is acceptable and in a professional manner. And if you cannot do that, then we can go zero to 60 real quick. I just don't get it. I don't get the cowardice in this country. They work for you, Peter Ducey. I get it. You're one of the, you're one of the good ones in there. You ask the hard questions. But every single time they shut you down, you shut your mouth. That's not courage to me. 
They would never let, somebody says, then why don't you go be a White House press secretary? They would never allow me in there, and I don't work for a station that kisses their behind. Or else I would gladly take that position. I would pay to take that position. How about that? Folks, we have uh, less than 600 rumbles. I'm asking for action right now. I'm asking for fighting right now. I'm asking for not only sharing on your Facebook pages where nobody sees them. I'm asking that you share them in the DMs and your messenger as well. That's force multiplying. That's action. Let's continue to have that action. Let's continue to put our foot on their throats. And let's not let up in any way, shape, or form. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Speaking of unacceptable, that was an unacceptable answer by an unacceptable, unqualified, and illegitimate press, uh, White House press secretary. Now, let's go to another unqualified, unskilled, illegitimate vice president, Kathleen Kamala Harris, because she embarrassed herself and she embarrassed the world by visiting Highland Park, Illinois. Embarrassed herself and embarrassed the country by visiting Highland Park, Illinois. Seriously, guys, I'm serious. It's a serious problem, and you have to take it seriously. She seriously embarrassed us over a serious situation in a serious place. Seriously. Seriously, this is Kamala Harris saying seriously and not knowing what in the heck she's even talking about. Um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Oh, thanks. The whole nation should understand and have a level of empathy to understand that this can happen anywhere in any peace-loving community, and we should stand together and speak out about why it's got to stop. Madam Vice President. Thank you. What? Seriously, guys, seriously, this is a serious situation, and we seriously got to, you know, you know, talk about why this has got to stop. Oh. <laughs> the little gerbil that runs on the wheel inside cackling Kamala Harris's head must be dead or sleeping. We seriously got to speak up about this serious stuff in these serious times. And we have to speak up on why it's got to stop. Oh, really? Oh, tell us more. Tell us more, you very qualified, legitimate vice president who couldn't even poll over 2%. Tell us more. I'm so on pins and needles waiting to hear the next great thing that comes out of your cackling hyena mouth. Oh, tell us more. That was a riveting answer. And then walks off because she can't take any questions because she's that stupid. We have to speak out on how we're going to stop this. Okay, let's do that for a minute. Let's speak about how the Democrats are proposing we stop this. Because those same Second Amendment rights that they're infringing on you every single day, every single minute of every single hour, those, pro- those uh, proposals on how to stop gun violence, if you followed their exact proposal, and tomorrow, each and every one of us followed the exact desire of Democrats and where they want to go with guns, at least, at least what they're saying in public anyway, the Highland Park shooter still would have got the gun. How about that? Every rule that you are saying that legal gun owners should abide by, which they already do, and everything that you're proposing on top of that still would not have stopped this kid from getting the gun. He still would have been able to buy the rifles. He still would have been able to buy them legally, even under your stupid, ridiculous rules. I bet they didn't know that. 
The suspect, the suspected, excuse me, Highland Park gunman used a high-powered rifle that was previously banned by the city's local government. We talked about this the other day. Well, I thought that gun wasn't allowed there. What happened? Oh, maybe because he dressed up like a tranny, he was allowed to. But he was able to purchase that weapon despite the state's red flag laws. He carried out a mass shooting at a July 4th parade in Highland Park, Illinois, that killed seven people and wounded many others. Illinois has red gun, uh, red law, flag laws in place, and they've had them in place since 2013. But it did not prevent the gunman from acquiring the firearm legally. According to local media reports, the weapon was used as a high-powered AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle that Robert E. Cremo III, suspect, uh, legally purchased in Illinois outside of Highland Park. The Highland Park ordinance that bans semi-automatic mep- uh, weapons like AR-15s was formally adopted in 2013, and the Supreme Court upheld the ban in 2015. How did he do it? How did he do it? How is that possible? There was laws against it. But yet there's still Democrats out there today going, we need to ban guns. We need to, we need to make it harder for people to get guns. We need to ban these guns. He still got it. How did he get inside the city limits of Highland Park with a semi-automatic rifle if they're illegal? How did that happen? I'll wait. You tell me. Oh, but we're not done with cackling Kamala Harris yet. We talked about unqualified and stupid, right? Let me ask you this, folks. She went down to Louisiana, and she had a uh, basically like a town hall sit-down on a stage with a radio personality called Kiki, who was just as stupid and unqualified to be up there as Kamala Harris. The conversation between the two was worse than watching Dumb and Dumber. It was that, it was that ridiculously stupid. Both of these people are the most unqualified people in the planet to be giving any kind of a town hall um, show to anybody about what they were talking about. But here's the, here's, the, uh, <laughs> here's the proof, folks. Let's go over to that. Here it is. Here was the setting. Cackling Kamala Harris to the right. Let me have my cursor here. Cackling, cackling Kamala Harris to the right. Kiki to the left. Both of them on stage looking very, very prim and proper and classy, right? But if you watched even two seconds of this, you would have uh, blown your brains out. Because it was that bad. But that's not what I want to show you. I want you to look at this setting and, and tell me what you see here. Tell me what you see on this stage. I'll tell you what I see. I see some misspellings. Tell me what you see right here. Does anybody want to spell the word Louisiana for me? Come on. I'd like somebody in the comment thread to spell the word Louisiana. Here, I'll play a little bit of this travesty. This tragedy. <laughs> While you spell the word Louisiana, we have to one remember the words of Coretta Scott King. Yeah. I'll paraphrase, but she famously said, "The fight for civil rights, which is the fight for freedom, the fight for liberty, the fight for justice." Okay, shut up. Can't take it anymore. Does anybody want to spell Louisiana? Because that doesn't spell Louisiana. That spells Luciana. Now, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say, if this was Barack Hussein Obama that was down there and it was spelled Louisiana, 
I would say, okay, they did that on purpose because Barack Hussein Obama loved to adopt whatever accent and however which way somebody talked in that region that he went to, okay? Remember when he went to, uh, to Jamaica and he's like, what's Guan Jamaica? What's Guan Jamaica? How are you doing? What's Guan Jamaica? He had that, uh, he had that ability to be able to, uh, to uh, act like an idiot, but people loved it, right? Now, if it was Barack Hussein Obama that was down there, I would say this was on purpose to capture the culture of Louisiana because, you know, people, Nolan's Louisiana. But that's not what happened here, folks. These people are straight stupid. They're stuck on stupid. I don't think for any reason whatsoever they spelt Louisiana that way on purpose. If so, they would have spelt Nolan's the way it was supposed to be said. They would have said Nolan's Louisiana. But they didn't. They said New Orleans Louisiana. How stupid can you be? So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you got it. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. We have got to give Kamala Harris and Kiki, the two, the two most unqualified, stupid people on planet Earth, the Dum Dum Award. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. I'm still, still, still stuck on st- st- stupid. <laughs> Swamp Donkey Dum Dum Award of the Day goes to Kamala Harris, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't make this stuff up. Like I said, if it was on purpose, then it wouldn't have said New Orleans, Louisiana. It would have said Nolens, Louisiana. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow, these people are on some drugs. Where's that? Uh, where's that? Where's that soundbite? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine, it is what it does wonders. Anyway, folks, I would like to, before we move on to the, uh, to the next part of the show, I would like to inform you that Tim Rantham, Tim Rantham from Wisconsin was supposed to be on this morning, but he has since rescheduled since we started the show. Uh, so we will let you know when Tim can come back on. It, uh, it appears that he will not be on today, uh, which is a shame. I was really looking forward to interviewing Tim Rampham from Wisconsin. I know a lot of you have been wanting him to come on, uh, but he, he rescheduled uh, as after we already went live. So... Oh, we will be rescheduling Tim Rantham. In the meantime, folks, let's go ahead and let's give our sponsor a shout-out. Gold Co. You can't go wrong buying gold. You can't go wrong buying gold. And the good thing about gold and silver is you don't have to take all of your money and buy it. Heck, you don't even have to have a nest egg to buy gold and silver. Just start buying pieces and bits anytime you can. You don't have to go over there with $100,000. Go over there with $1,000. Buy, ga- buy gold and silver and hide that stuff away. Bury it deep down as Joe Biden and the New World Order continue to destroy the economy in America. Until, until Trump or DeSantis or whatever comes back and gets into control, I suggest at least putting your money in a little, something a little bit more secure than a bank. So get a hold of Gold Code today. Goldcode.com, 855-559. 3433, secure your nest egg for your retirement with actual gold and silver or start your nest egg or your retirement with actual gold and silver by calling Gold Co. at 855-559-3433. And thank you, Gold Co., for helping us out when donations are so low. We need to love our sponsors, folks. Our sponsors are here because they know you guys are an action, action audience or else they wouldn't be here. I've asked them to come aboard so that they can help fill in the gaps while we're low. As soon as we're back on track, we may not need them again. So, 
Big shout out to those guys. All right. Disney. You would think that after Disney was exposed as a bunch of pedophiles, they would stop being pedophiles. You would think after you catch somebody with their hands in the cookie jar, then they wouldn't want to be caught with their hands in the cookie jar again. But here's the, here's the, thing, about, uh, here's the thing about diddling little kids. You just can't stop cold turkey. Okay? I imagine if you diddle little kids, it's probably a pretty bad problem. As a matter of fact, it's probably such a problem that if you could have stopped, you would have stopped. Right? When you're a child diddler, a Chester the molester, I imagine that it's probably one of the hardest things to stop doing, which is why we should put them to death or put them in prison so they can't diddle any kids anymore. But when you are a large, evil empire the size of Disney, and you've been caught with your pedophile ways and diddling children and sexualizing kids at all ages, the only place for you to go when evil is this desperate to continue to try to push back towards good, it's going to get desperate and it's going to push the gas even further. That's what Disney's doing. You would think they would stop, but no, 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 folks. They're going harder now. So we need to go harder in making them become broke since they went so woke. We need to push that bar even further. Disney-funded GLSEN, Glesson, and LGBTQ Foundation launches another push to infiltrate public schools. GLSEN, an organization that has been championing LGBTQ issues in K-12 through education since 1990 and is funded by Disney, has now launched a new campaign to influence policymakers state by state, lobbyists. Disney continues to push its woke agenda, pushing an LGBTQ agenda in K-12, in K-12 education for children. And on Tuesday, Glesson took to Twitter, requesting that LGBTQ families take a survey regarding schools. Here's their tweet. Let's uh, bring it up on the screen if we can. Help us inform policymakers about what's really going on in our nation's schools. Take and share our LGBTQ plus families and schools survey today. LGBTQ families, we need you. Take our survey at glesson.org slash family study. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is your homework for the rest of the afternoon. G-L-S-E-N dot org. Somebody put it in the comment section of every platform that's watching. G-L-S-E-N dot org slash family study. I'm going to put that in the Rumble uh, chat right now. G-L-S-E-N dot O-R-G slash family study. There you go, folks. It is now in the comment section. Oop, not G-L-E-N. G-L-S-E-N, I'm sorry, dot org slash family study. There it is right there. All right, everybody's homework for today is to get, a, get go to that family, um, go to that G-L-S-E-N dot org family study and flood that survey with your opinions. Now, they may only give you a multiple choice. They may only give you multiple choice. However, folks, let them know what you feel. Go to their Facebook pages. Go to their Instagram pages. Go to their Twitter pages and do yourself a favor and get blocked. And there's only one way to get blocked, folks. There's only one way to get blocked, by going ham. You got to think you all know what that means. All right, moving on. 
an election analyst, has found that Nancy Pelosi, ladies and gentlemen, lied to donors about Democrats' chances in the 2022 midterms, okay? Election analyst Nate Silver is accusing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of lying to Democrat donors about her party's chances of winning the Senate in the 2022 midterms. It's shocking to even think that Nancy Pelosi would lie about something, isn't it? Yeah, right. It sounds like she's trying to keep the cash flow by keeping people's hopes up. Um, Straight up misinformation. Nancy Pelosi lied to her donors and we need to let her donors know. And the only way to let her donors know is by flooding social media platforms with it. So some way, some way, shape or form, it comes across their news feeds. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, Democrat California, in a recent fundraising email, lied about election forecaster 538's predictions in multiple Senate races. 538 founder Nate Silver said yesterday, Nate Silver announced that Democrats are poised to win six Senate seats this November. Pelosi wrote in an email incorrectly saying the site predicts Democrats' victories in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, and Ohio. This is straight up uh, misinformation, Silver tweeted in his response. We have Democrats as heavy underdogs in Florida and Ohio. Pelosi, who routinely sends out emotionally charged campaign emails, has a long history of making false or misleading statements. What do you know? uh, Pelosi recently attempted to justify skyrocketing inflation under Joe Biden by saying that when unemployment goes down, inflation goes up. A claim that PolitiFact rated mostly false and blaming Russia's invasion of Ukraine instead. Inflation started surging under Biden months before the Russia invasion, and we all know that's the case. But yep, there's Nate Silver's tweet. He said, yeah, this is straight up misinformation from Pelosi about my, um, about my site. We have Democrats as heavy underdogs in Florida and Ohio. Uh, he says, how do we get to the point where articles labeled as fact checks are almost always not about the facts themselves and instead about whether the facts are surrounded by the right context or feelings or vibes? So Nancy Pelosi is pushing misinformation to get more money. So you need to let people know the actual truth about the fact that Democrats are heavily underdogged are, are heavily underdogs in a lot of those states, not favorites. And it's just something that, if, again, if we share out to the world, will make its way across her, uh, her donors' news feeds. And folks, here's the last story of the day, and I could not wait to do this story. Fr- this is from The Hill, by the way. Frustrated Democrats are expressing major concern and alarm over Biden's powerlessness. And that is why I titled today's show, Illegitimacy Equals Powerlessness. You guys have heard me talk about it before, political capital. I said Biden has zero political capital. And when you have zero political capital, that means that amongst your constituents and amongst the other uh, uh, people across the aisle and your same party in the swamp, if you have zero political capital, you can't get anything done. If you can't get anything done, you have no power. Look at the power President Trump had. Why? Because President Trump was a legitimately elected president. And he had power because he had political capital. That's why. And he ran through the GOP like they were like a hot, like a, uh, a hot knife through uh, butter. Okay? He ran through them like nothing. And he's about to do it again. The only problem is the GOP, like the, uh, the, the Dan Crenshaw's, 
and the Mitch McConnells and the Susan Murkowskis and the Liz Cheneys and the Adam Kinzingers, they're under the same false pretense as the uh, Republican Party was in 2016 that the GOP is strong enough to beat Trump. Newsflash, morons. History shows that you weren't. They seem to think they are. That's why they're doing this anti-Trump Republican narrative. But they're, they think that the GOP is strong, and it's not. It's weak. It's as weak as the Democratic Party is. Now, let's move on to what the Democrats are thinking about their own president being so powerless. And it actually backs up the claim that he stole the election. Because if you're illegitimately elected, you have no power. Resident Biden is finding himself largely powerless to address a spate of setbacks in recent weeks that have sparked alarm among Democrats about the state of the country. And this is why they are going to exit left Biden and enter uh, Gavin Newsom as a 2024 candidate. Biden has been death blow, has been dealt death blow after death blow, especially in recent weeks. The Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade's constitutional right to abortion because it never was. The country is plagued by gun violence. The latest example failing, uh, falling during an Independence Day parade in, in, in Highland Park and rising costs of gasoline, food, and other goods have frustrated the public for months, which is why he's got an 18% approval rating among independents. In each case, Biden hands are largely tied, frustrating Democrats and, contri- and contributing to uh, the, the residents' political um, capital just failing. He has, um, by the way, donors are leaving too. It's not just people that are leaving the Democratic Party. Donors are not sending in anything in the way, look at DeSantis. DeSantis has raised as much money as Trump. DeSantis has raised over $100 million to run for governor of one state. Trump has only raised about $120 or $30 million. I'm telling you, folks, these guys are going down and they're going down hard. And Democrats are leaving him left and right, because they're going towards Gavin Newsom. That is who we need to focus our sights on. Yes, we need to focus our sights um, on the illegitimacy and the stolen election. Yes, we need to focus our sights on everything else. But we also need to be prepared for the fact that Gavin Newsom is going to get all the money put behind him, and he will be the Democratic nominee. So folks, whatever it is that you're doing, it's working. Whatever it is I'm doing, it's working. Keep your foot on the gas, don't let, them, um, don't let them back in the game. They're on their heels. Everything they do every day is not working. And I know it seems like we are out of stamina. I know it seems like you're tired, but you're not. You're not. Get your second wind. Go to the BIBLE. Get the stamina you need and get out there and fight, fight, fight. Now, folks, before we go, I do want to let you know that we are now at 390 businesses on the America Strong uh, Business tab on JeremyHarrell.com. And maybe later today, I hope, you're going to see a bunch of new summer gear in the store. Women's shirts, men's tank tops, everything. All new summer gear. Patriotic American summer gear. Hopefully we'll have that in there um, by the end of the day. Definitely by the end of the week. So anyway, folks, God bless you. Thank you so very much for being here. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight for more Live from America at 5 p.m. Until then, keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. God bless each and every one of you. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'm never stop.
Brooklyn that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns to reverse.